Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Back to school is here for many of us. And if it's not here for your family yet, it's definitely coming soon. And with back to school means new routines, because if you're anything like us, summer's a lot more casual than the school year. But I know all the change at once can feel overwhelming. So in today's episode, I want to share three specific ways you can start shifting your meal routines this back to school season for more ease in your meals. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. We're kicking things right off talking about school lunches because this might be the biggest change you have to make. You might have had occasional camp lunches like I did, but most kids aren't going to school or aren't going to camp every week throughout the entire summer. So getting into the routine of making lunches every day can feel like a big shift. If you haven't listened to my episode on our school lunch system that we use and have been using for years, head back to that episode. I re-aired it last week. It's from 2022. Our system has not changed. It is basically to plan with our kids at the start of the week with four basic components. We have them decide on a main. The only rule is this has to have some sort of a protein in it because protein is the most filling nutrient we want our kids to be full from their lunch, especially because oftentimes, especially the younger kids have lunch really early on in the day, and then they don't have any snack time in the afternoon. So my youngest has come home the first couple of days from school absolutely starving. (laughs) What did she have the other day? She had a meat stick. She had olives. She had strawberries. She had a string cheese. And then she was asking for more. And I had to cut her off because we were going to have dinner in like an hour. But she was so hungry 
hungry because they have lunch at 11.15, I think, and they get picked up at 3.15. That's a long time for kids to go without food. So making sure their lunches are filling is really important. But they also don't have a ton of time to eat lunch either. So I like to be a little bit strategic about what we pack in their lunches without overcomplicating it. So they choose a main. It has to have a protein, a veggie, fruit, and a snack, usually more than one snack because they have a snack time in the morning and then lunch. So because I have two kids, I have them each choose one and then we rotate between these throughout the week. My kids have pretty similar preferences when it comes to lunch items. They have a couple differences. So sometimes I'll discuss with them, okay, Ren wants hard cooked eggs. Sage, I know you don't like hard cooked eggs. Do you want another option? I don't go beyond three options. We keep it so simple. Usually it's like, oh, we'll have leftovers one day or she does like school lunch. So one day a week, typically she has lunch at school. Meanwhile, my younger daughter has no interest in school lunch. (laughs) She told me she did overnight camp for the first time this year and she was like, mommy, the camp lunches were not very good. (laughs) So she likes me to pack her a lunch that she's comfortable with at home, but typically it is they each choose one main, one veggie, one fruit, one snack, and then we rotate between those. I have a printable kids school lunch planner where you can jot down each of these items. The link will be in the show notes. It's with my free kids lunch guide. We printed ours and laminated it and we have it on the side of our fridge. So it's dry erase. Each week we take a dry erase marker. I jot down what they want while I do my meal planning and I add it to my grocery list. Now, I understand I'm sharing all that with you very quickly because it's something that we have gotten in the routine of over the years, and that is a routine in and of itself. I think it's a great place to start, but if even that feels overwhelming, here's what I want you to do. I want you to designate one part of your fridge, one section of your fridge to school or kids' lunches if you're homeschooling, one section just for kids' lunch stuff. I'm going to assume you're not using any raw meat or raw eggs in your lunch boxes. Keep deli meat below raw produce just to be safe if you're using those. But all I want you to do this weekend is carve out a spot in your fridge, make space so in the morning or the evening when the kids go to bed, whenever you prefer to make lunches, you can reach in, grab what you need, pack those lunches and get out the door. So first and foremost, just carve out some space so you have room for all of those lunch supplies. We also have a snack drawer where the kids can choose their snacks for the day or after school snacks. We have a space in the fridge and then we also have a space in the drawer as well. That's optional, you can do that too. But I again, I wanna, I wanna keep this simple. I think the number one action step you need to do is create space and then we can work on a planning routine. The second shift to shift into back-to-school routines is an after-school routine. Friends, this is the one that I have been trying to make work forever. And if any of you know my story, if you follow me over on Instagram, you know that my our kids have been in traditional school and also homeschooled based on our life season. They were homeschooled last year because we moved kind of 
mid-year down here. I live in Florida now. They start school early August. When you're listening to this episode, my kids have already started. Um, But in New England, they start in September. So it's a full month. So we chose to homeschool last year so that the kids' school year wouldn't be interrupted. But our oldest has gone to traditional school as well. And even though our youngest is in kindergarten, she has gone to a Montessori-style pre-K as well. So she's kind of used to that school routine. So we have done the after school and the school lunch thing several times before. And in the past, I have struggled with an after school routine that truly works and helps us to make the rest of the evening and the next day smooth, because that's the goal of an after school routine, right? And I have found a routine that works. And here it is. Keep it simple and specific. Revolutionary, right? I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to be facetious. I know that routines are hard, but they make the back to school season so much easier. They make school mornings and school evenings so much easier because if your kids forget their lunch boxes in their backpacks, making lunch is that much harder and that much more time consuming for you. It makes things rushed. And that's what we want to avoid. It all has a downstream effect. So when my kids come home from school, here is what we do now. They drop their bags at the door. I take their take-home folders out of their backpacks. I check any forms that need to be signed. I file away anything that needs to be filed away. To be honest, it's a pile that I'm going to go through at the end of the week. But I go through those and they take their lunch boxes out and bring them into the kitchen. Let me repeat this because this is the routine you need if you don't have it. The number one thing that they do when we get home after they take their shoes off is they take their lunch boxes out and they bring them into the kitchen. Then I go in, get them a snack. They have a snack because they're usually starving after school, like I mentioned, because lunch was three or more hours ago. It's time. And I wash their lunch boxes right away. Not with the other dishes after dinner, but right away. Then I place them off to the side so they're easy grab when I'm ready to make them. That's it. Lunchboxes are ready to go. Less stress. And I am not an evening lunchbox packer. I've tried in the past and I was doing that when I was doing some personal chefing over the summertime. I needed to make lunches, uh, camp lunches in the evening so that our mornings would run more smoothly. And it worked for a time, but I just prefer to do it in the morning. So... I just just having those ready to go for whenever you want to make lunches is so much easier than the potential of forgetting the lunchbox because I know after school is crazy, especially if you're going to activities, whatever. Just that simple routine of taking the lunchboxes out immediately, putting them in the kitchen while they're having snack, washing the lunchboxes works so well. And you can make this happen whatever whatever time frame works for you. If it's after activities, same deal. They come in, they put their lunchboxes in the kitchen. Maybe you're making dinner and while dinner's in the oven, you wash the lunchboxes. But it's about, it's about making it work for you, but it's about having that routine around make, making sure those lunchboxes are ready to go whenever you're ready to pack them. Now that we've talked about school lunches, let's talk about what you need for your back to school dinner routine. We'll talk breakfast in a future episode, so stay tuned for that. But what you need for dinners is a weekend prep routine. I'm not telling you to spend all day on Sunday meal prepping. I'm talking about the three things you need to do on the weekend to make dinners more smooth throughout the week. 
I'm going to share those three things with you, and you can start wherever you are at. If you're not doing any of it, just start with parts one and two. They go together. You kind of have to do both. (laughs) When I explain them, you'll understand. If you're not doing part three, you are going to start there if you're already doing one and two and you're not doing three, and you're going to stay tuned in the next few weeks for more on how to make this specific routine work for your unique family. So the three components of a weekend dinner prep routine is... Number one, meal planning with a grocery list. Number two, grocery shopping. And number three, meal prep or food prep, whatever you want to call it. So the first part is meal planning with a grocery list. Okay, I have a bunch of episodes on different components of meal planning. The most concise is probably episode 288, meal planning for the back to school season, which I recorded last year. And I also have one on how to strategically write your grocery list to save money on food and make grocery shopping more easy, which is episode 318. I will link both of those in the show notes. You can refer back to those. They will be very helpful if you're getting into meal planning and making grocery shopping easier this back-to-school season. But here's what I want you to know about meal planning for back-to-school. Back-to-school time, at least the first two to four weeks, is not the time to go on Pinterest and print out 50 brand new recipes that you want to try for your family. That's just going to create more stress in your life. I'm not even recipe testing, and that's my job, for the first week and a half of back to school because I want to keep things simple, and I recommend that you do too. Now is the time to update your family favorites list. If you don't know what that is, I have a whole episode on that, episode 138, but basically it is a list of go-to family dinners that you can easily make on a weeknight. So these are not favorite meals that you make on like Christmas and Easter, whatever holidays that you celebrate twice a year, these are go-to weeknight-friendly dinners that your family is not going to complain about. It doesn't matter if you have two items or 20 items on this list. I just want you to update the list of recipes or meal ideas. It does not have to have an actual recipe with it that your family loves. And you're going to stick to this list and this list only as long as you have more than five items. Typically, I find that most people have five to 10 favorite meals. You've got to, you might need to sit down and think about it, but you know, spaghetti and meatballs, taco night, you know, whatever your favorite type of fish is, pork chops, whatever it is, write down however many meals are your family's favorites. It can be breakfast for dinner. There are no rules, just that it's a go to weeknight dinner. And you're going to stick to that list for the first one to two weeks of school. The reason you're going to do this is because you want as little fuss, as little complaints, and as little newness as possible the first couple weeks of school when there are so many other things that are new. New routines, new homework, new teachers, new activities. There's so much new. Keep your meal routines steady as much as possible. Ease into those routines. Keep the meals to meals you've made before that you know are doable. For your family. This is not the time to reinvent the wheel. You have enough to think about. And I am doing this myself. I am practicing what I preach. We are sticking to family favorites the first couple weeks of school. For reference, some of our family favorites. The first night of school, my daughter requested our five ingredient meatballs, which technically have six ingredients. I just don't include salt. You can use any sort of ground meat for these. We use grass-fed ground beef. 
with pasta and my spinach almond pesto. You could definitely do store-bought pesto as well or a red sauce. My kids aren't huge fans of red sauce. My husband's not here right now, so typically we would do a red sauce if he was here, but the kids wanted pesto. So we did pesto. I went a little extra and made the spinach almond pesto, but it's very, very simple to make. It's like spinach, almonds, lemon juice, sea salt, olive oil, and basil. That's it. Um, We also love my sweet potato curried turkey meatballs. Uh, I will link all of these in the show notes, by the way. All of the ones I'm mentioning are on my website. So if you want to steal them for your recipes to try list, you are welcome to. So we did five ingredient meatballs, roasted broccoli and pasta with pesto for our first night dinner. You could keep it even simpler and use a red sauce or a store-bought sauce for that as well. Almond flour chicken tenders, we call these pizza chicken tenders. They have kind of Italian seasoning and Parmesan cheese in the almond flour breading and that you could also use breadcrumbs if you're not free. And then we dip them in marinara sauce and usually some sort of vegetable on the side or a salad on the side of that and dinner is done. Pan-seared salmon and coconut rice our veggie meat sauce, which I make in the Instant Pot. You can also make it in the slow cooker. You just have to pre-cook the meat ahead of time if you're putting it in the slow cooker because ground meat by itself is not great in the slow cooker. Chicken gnocchi soup, cauliflower crust shepherd's pie, bang bang shrimp bowls or shrimp fried rice. Shrimp cooks up so fast. It's great for an easy weeknight dinner. Greek chicken wraps, egg roll in a bowl, and our hidden veggie chicken nuggets, which we made last night for dinner. There's zucchini and sweet potato in there. They take a little bit of time to make, but they make an excellent next day lunch. That's actually what my kids have for lunch at school right now. So that's a great way to, uh, I hate the term kill two birds with one stone. So we are going to say double up. Great way to double up on your prep. Keep things simple again. So like I said, all of those that I mentioned are on my website, so I'll link them in the show notes. So once you have your family favorites list, this shouldn't take you a ton of time, just jot them down, you are going to choose five of these and make them your meal plan. Why just five? Because life happens. There are going to be nights where you're going to get home later than you expected and you want to grab takeout or cook a frozen pizza whatever that might be. You might want to move things around. Just planning for five days allows you the flexibility to move things around, to have a leftovers night, and to have a break at least once a week. Because you deserve it, mama. You do not need to cook every night of the week. We have typically one night. That's our family date night. Sometimes we do pizza and watch a movie at home. Sometimes we go to a brewery and play games and eat appetizers. Sometimes we get takeout or not occasionally, we'll go out to dinner as well. So we've got one night that's typically a leftovers night and one night that is a family date night. So whatever works for you, works for you, but give yourself a little bit of flexibility. Now I'd be remiss if I didn't mention right now, if you want a done for you meal plan each week with a prep plan and a grocery list and over 110 family friendly recipes to choose from, You've got to join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Plans start at $3 a month, or you can save 15% by signing up for a yearly subscription instead of monthly, and you'll get weekly, family-friendly, seasonal meal plans. There's an actual PDF plan you can print that's also clickable with PDF recipes sent to your inbox every Friday with a meal prep plan 
and a grocery list if you want to make it your menu for the week. I always give you options to mix it up, make it gluten-free, etc. And you'll also get access to our private members recipe vault. Like I mentioned, there's over 110 family-friendly recipes in there right now. You'll get access to me to ask me questions. It's all on Patreon, so you can very easily message me. You can connect with other mamas. We do community shares. I share quick tips and meal prep tips, and we've got a lot coming on that this fall as well. And if you choose, you can also get ad-free bonus podcast episodes, monthly cooking videos, and so much more. So head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris. You can try out your first week free, try out a meal plan, and see how it works for you. So that is meal planning. Number one, you need to have a plan. If you want to join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, I will not at all be offended. If you want to wait a couple weeks until you're into that school routine, because I just told you, make your family favorites list and stick to that for the first week or two of school to keep it simple. Then come join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Number two, you need to go grocery shopping. So it's important that you meal plan before you go grocery shopping with enough time to make the grocery shopping and any meal prep you want to do happen. So for me, it's typically Friday mornings is when I do my meal plan. And then Saturdays or Sundays, I grocery shop. It's going to shift this year because we have, we're traveling most weekends for, uh, my kiddo is sailing competitively this year and my husband coaches. So for us, we used to do Friday meal plan, Saturday or Sunday grocery shop, and then Sunday afternoon meal prep. It's going to change for us week to week, but it just goes to show it doesn't matter exactly what day you plan, what day you shop, and what day you prep. It's just important that you do those three things in order. So you want to plan. I recommend strategically writing your grocery list to get in and out of the grocery store and make it easier for you. It's also very helpful to save money on food. You all know I'm all about being a healthy mama on a budget, eating those foods that are delicious and nourishing, but also fit your budget because food is expensive these days. So strategically grocery shop, but do it after you meal plan. It doesn't have to be immediately after you meal plan. If you want to do it all in one day, you can, but making sure that you are meal planning, grocery shopping, and you're giving yourself enough room to do an hour or so of prep at the beginning of the week or the end of the week before, whatever works for you. And that brings me to number three, meal prep. Again, simple, simple, simple. I've had a meal prep course for six years running now and talking to the moms in the course. And as a former personal chef, wait, did I just call myself a former personal chef? I've been saying former personal chef for almost a decade and I'm back to working as a personal chef. So as a personal chef who knows what it takes to prep meals, full meals ahead, I know it takes a lot of time and it's really easy to get burnt out if you go into anything too hard, especially meal prep. So here is where I want you to start with meal prep. I want you to ask, number one, what is the hardest meal for my family? What's the hardest meal for your family? Which one stresses you out the most for whatever reason, whether it be time, whether it be nutritional value, you're just giving your kids whatever you can, you know, close your eyes, reach out pick it up and your kids are eating a succulent. I'm just kidding. But you understand what I mean. It's easy to get into a busy season of life and just throw things on the table. And if you're worried about time, about getting those healthy meals on the table, real food meals, 
if your kids are pickier and that's a struggle for you, whatever your stress is, whatever meal that stresses you out the most, I want you to identify that. And then number two, you're going to start there. And that is the only thing you are going to focus on prepping if you are brand new to meal prep or you've gotten out of your meal prep routine and you are getting into a meal prep routine. It can be as simple as just washing, slicing, and storing school lunch sides like veggies and fruit or dinner veggies or pre-prepping one protein to use in more than one meal. It can be as simple as hard cooking eggs so you have something quick and easy to grab and go, smoothie bags, something like that. It can be for the kids. It can be for you. It's whatever is the hardest meal for your family for whatever reason it is. It could be your lunches. It could be breakfast to make mornings smoother. I just want you to start with one meal and go from there. We have a lot more meal prep content coming in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. But I just want you to start here. I want you to keep it simple, but I do want you to get in the routine of doing something ahead of time because something is always better than nothing. It will always simplify things to have something ready to go. Nobody wants to be peeling and chopping carrots at 7 a.m. So do it ahead of time with a podcast in your ears, a kombucha or a glass of wine. Make it happen and make it happen ahead. So let's recap. Number one, you're going to make a spot for all of the kids lunch stuff so you're not digging around your fridge when you go to make lunches, whether this is lunch boxes or homeschool lunches. You are going to create an after school routine where you take care of those lunch boxes. Or if you are a homeschool parent, this is a great time when the kids are having their snack in the afternoon to just load the dishwasher, get everything out of the way so you're ready for dinner time. This is going to make lunch packing or doing the dishes, it's going to make your evening and your next morning easier. And number three, you're going to start a simple weekend prep routine. All this includes is meal planning, grocery shopping, and doing a little bit of prep to set yourself up for the week. Sound good? I know you've got this, mama. I know the back-to-school season can be hard. It can feel overwhelming. We are going into the back-to-school season for the first time in two years. I know it's a lot. But I also know how much easier those meal routines can make things and how much easier things are when you have those nourishing meals that make you feel good and make your kids feel good on hand. And that's what I'm all about is helping you create your Healthy Mama Kitchen. So I'm so glad you tuned in today. I hope this was helpful. If you loved this episode and found it helpful, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, whether you are on Spotify or you're on Apple or you're on iHeart or on audacity wherever you are i don't want you to miss an episode like i said we've got lots more content coming up on breakfast on meal prep on grocery budgeting for the school year so much more and i would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and a review or just share this episode on social media it only takes a couple of minutes and it is the best free thing you could do to support me and future episodes of the podcast thank you as always for listening until next time happy cooking Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. 
For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.